y'all, and welcome to the Fix Yourself First with Dr. Christie podcast. This is a show for people who are tired of waiting on others to change and ready to focus on themselves in order to improve their relationships. I've learned from my personal and professional life as a psychotherapist and relationship expert that the only way to have a healthy relationship was when I realized that I have to fix myself first versus waiting on others to change. Thank you for listening to my show and go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future ones. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the show this week. I am glad to have you here. Have you ever questioned if you have a right to set a boundary with somebody or have you ever felt guilty that when you created a boundary that someone's going to be upset, they're going to be frustrated, or it's going to cause conflict in your life? You already know that boundaries are how we teach people how to treat us, but they're crucial in us having healthy relationships with ourselves and other people. We can't live without having boundaries. And I say live, meaning I'm assuming that you want, as I do, a healthy healthy life, and we can't have that without those boundaries. So in today's episode, I'm covering the top six common reasons that you're probably struggling with boundaries. This is your why do I do this? Uh, the next thing is we're talking about the seven types of boundaries and examples for you to watch out for. And then I've got homework questions in your pace to start setting these boundaries. So one of the reasons I'm taking on boundaries again this week is because I'm a big believer in boundaries and it being how, like I said earlier, how we teach people how to treat us. And I come from a place of growing up, of having very loose boundaries, meaning I had boundaries. I knew how to teach you about how to treat me, but I couldn't speak up about them because there was fear. What if I made someone upset or what if I said this, this friend, were they not going to like me anymore? And I wanted to be that good girl. And what did I need to do to do that? Well, you don't cause any conflict. You don't speak up. You definitely don't say no. You say, yes, yes, yes. What do you need? How can I help? And you people please and serve. But it can definitely get out of hand. And there's a difference between being a healthy good girl and a good girl who ends up passive aggressive in toxic relationships and really not living her healthiest life, which is where I was before I decided that I needed to fix myself first, which came through not just the work I was doing with clients in therapy, but my own personal exploration of myself, my relationships, and really the direction that I wanted my life to take. So I found knowing about these types of boundaries is really helpful in setting those boundaries. And it helped me learn about other people's boundaries, especially when I was dating. And when Rob and I first met, he had some boundaries that I definitely was not a part of. And I wasn't having it first. I was like, wait a minute, what's this guy put these boundaries up for? Um, saying, you know, um, no, that's not okay. Or yeah, that's all right. Or I'm not going to stay in this relationship if you do this. Uh, it's kind of the first time someone in a healthy way had told me my behavior and how I was acting with him in the relationship was not okay. You know what? He was hundred percent right. Thank goodness for him and his role in me and improving my life and what I've learned through my relationship with him and with others. So I wanted to cover this topic today so that you can feel even more validation and if you need a justification for these boundaries. All right, let's jump into the show because if you are serious about making these changes, we got to have the boundaries to get those relationships. So don't miss my Fix Yourself First Boundaries workshop series. We're covering how you identify those boundaries, the one you can create, and then actually upholding them. So you can go to the episode page to sign up to watch the replay of this workshop 
or you can just go on Instagram or Facebook to the link in the bio and you can get access to that. I know this is going to help you take a big step to getting closer to getting your needs met. It's one thing, of course, to know that you got to create a boundary and it's a whole different one when you start second guessing yourself. Do I really need to set this boundary? I don't want to make them mad or I don't want to cause an argument or I'm going to feel guilty if I do this. And what if they're not always around and I'm really going to feel guilty? These are common thoughts that you may have when it comes to thinking about boundaries. So first, we got to worry about like, what's your why? What is leading you to this? Because this worry of yours has kept you stuck and spinning. So we're going to uncover these six top reasons why you're probably struggling with boundaries. Number one is how you were raised. If you were raised in a family system that had very poor boundaries, you probably got poor boundaries too. This includes any type of codependency, enmeshment, and really just a lack of boundaries within the family system. It's really hard to know boundaries if you've not been taught. Number two, you were taught that love equals what you did or did not do. So if you wanted love, it means you had to do something. This is where my fellow high achievers, perfectionists, and people pleasers are tapping into that love isn't an unconditional thing. It's conditional upon um, what we do, not who we are. It doesn't matter how good we are. If we're not doing something and what we're giving and doing, then love isn't there. Number three, you want to be liked, not rejected. Like I said earlier, you want to be the good girl or the good person. You want to avoid conflict at all costs. Number four, Maybe you were only rewarded when you went out of your way to sacrifice your needs or wants. And so you learn real quick to get love, to get attention, to get my needs met. I have to sacrifice my needs and wants because when I sacrifice and give them up, I get this love, care in return. Number five, maybe you felt obliged to emotionally take care of a parent or a caregiver. You had to be the adult. You had to grow up really young. Maybe there was addiction issues going on, mental health issues, whatever the case may be, you had to take care of them. It's really hard to learn about boundaries when you're so busy taking care of everybody around. Or, and depending on how many you got here, number six, you've experienced trauma physically, sexually, emotionally, or various other types of trauma. Trauma can cause you to completely dump this idea of boundaries because how can you learn how to have boundaries when someone did not have a boundary with you, especially a healthy boundary? So these are just six common reasons why we do struggle with boundaries in our lives. And of course, we can't do anything about how we grew up. We did not choose our family. They were just with us regardless. So it's not about blaming and putting all your energy into blaming how someone raised you. It's more of a realizing, okay, I can't do anything about what happened there, but I can do something about how I go and move forward, how I today identify, create, and uphold my boundaries. The second part, what we're going to move into is these seven types of boundaries, because now you've got your foundation of why you've been acting the way you've been acting with boundaries, and whether it's personal, romantic, friends, families, or even at work, you need these seven types of boundaries. You just can't live without them, meaning you can't live a healthy life without these. So let's go through each of them. Uh, Actually, let me run through the seven first, and we're going to break them down. Number one, physical boundaries. Number two, sexual boundaries. Number three, financial or money boundaries. Number four, intellectual boundaries. Number five, emotional boundaries. Number six, time boundaries. This is a biggie for many of us. And number seven, expectation boundaries. Okay, so let's break these down. As I go through these examples, I want you to to think about which ones resonate with you. I want you to think about who is coming up in the way with these boundaries and 
Is it you that's struggling with the boundaries? Maybe it's not another person. Maybe it's your ability to not set the boundary versus setting it with somebody else. Number one, physical boundaries. These are the boundaries that protects our space and our body and our right to not be touched, to have privacy and to meet our physical needs, whether we're resting, relaxing, eating. They tell others how close they can get to us and what type of physical touch, if any, is all right and how much privacy is needed and how we actually behave in our own personal space. This clearly defines that your body and personal space belongs to you and mine belongs to me. For example, if you're somewhere and someone sits uncomfortably close to you, you move away and say, hey, a little, I need a little bit more personal space, physical boundary. Maybe uh, please knock before walking into my room. If you've got a teenage kid that wants you to knock before going into their room, that's a boundary. I mean, I know you're the parent, you own the roof over their head and all that, but what a great way to allow them to set boundaries with you and to learn how to set boundaries. Same thing, you as a parent or even as a couple, telling your kids, don't just walk in, you knock before entering. That's a physical boundary. Another example is I don't appreciate being disturbed when I'm in the shower. If this is your boundary where that shower is your five minutes of the day when you don't want anybody to talk to you. And unless somebody's bleeding or the house is on fire, you want everybody to leave you alone. That's a personal boundary that you have a right to. Another one is don't bang on the door. Loud knocks make me anxious. If someone's coming in, they're slamming the door, banging on the door, that's interrupting your physical space. So you may have to set a boundary with them. So you're probably thinking of your own personal physical boundaries that you want to set. So go ahead and make note of those because it's really important. Number two, sexual boundaries. And this is a big one. This is how we protect our right to consent and to ask for what we like or don't like sexually. And to be honest about sexual history when it comes to asking about your partners or yours. It defines what kind of sexual touch and intimacy that we won't, how often, with whom, where, and when. An example of a sexual banner may be, I don't like to be touched like that. I don't like to be held this way. I'm not enjoying this. Let's try something different. Or maybe it's, do you want to have sex right now? Would you like to try something new or different? Or I don't want to have sex right now. Can we just cuddle instead? Another important sexual boundary is saying, I'm not okay with unprotected sex or this hurts. Stop. This is uncomfortable. These are all sexual boundaries. And this just isn't if you're dating. This is also in partnered relationships. All of these boundaries, you have a right to regardless if you're single, dating, or been in a relationship for like 100 years. You still got to have these boundaries. And for most people, whether you're dating or in a relationship, these sexual boundaries can be the ones that lead to the most conflict because of ongoing issues. And it's really important that you know that it's going to be your responsibility to ask and give consent and speak up. And knowing that trauma does affect your boundaries, especially your sexual boundaries, it's really important to be aware of that. Number three, financial boundaries. These protect your financial resources and your possessions, and it's the right you have to spend your money and choose to give or not give anything that you want to to anyone you want to. And it's also your right to be paid by an employer as agreed. A couple of examples are uh, I'm on a budget, so I brought my lunch from home and won't be ordering lunch today. Or let's go over the credit card bill and divide who owes what. Maybe another one is we should go over the details of the mortgage and decide how we're going to pay it. I'd like to keep my personal account active and not have my salary credited all to our joint account. 
are another really common one. We can't give out more money to blank. Let's find another way to help out if you're used to loaning or giving money to family members or even kids. So financial boundaries, you need to have your own and you as a couple may have them as well. Number four, intellect. One of the things, let me say real quick about financial boundaries, because if you keep helping and going doing, you could easily end up enabling that loved one. And that's a whole other thing. But just be aware that your financial boundaries aren't just for you. It also helps them, even though they're not asking for that help. Number four, intellectual boundaries. This is your thoughts, your ideas, your curiosity, and your respect for yourself and the respect you give others. You don't have to accept everyone's thoughts and opinions, but you also do not want to dismiss them, put them down, or belittle them. You want to learn the difference between healthy and unhealthy conflict and communication. And it's important that you know that you don't have to tolerate or put up with someone who is crossing this boundary. You don't have to, and that's what's going to be your responsibility. A couple of other examples. We never get anywhere in our discussions when we talk about this. Let's just shelf it for now. Or... Yep, we surely need to talk about this, but it's at the dinner table and this is not going to be the best place for us to figure this out or less agree to disagree, which is going when it comes to family because you know you and your family do not get along on everything all the time and having these boundaries are crucial. Number five, emotional boundaries. These emotional boundaries protect your right to have your own feelings and thoughts to not have them your feelings criticized or invalidated and not have to take care of other people's feelings and take on their baggage. These boundaries differentiate your feelings from other people, so you're accountable for your own feelings and not responsible for theirs. This gives emotional safety by respecting each other's feelings, not oversharing personal information that's inappropriate for the closeness of this relationship. This is respecting and honoring feelings and energy. And it also, how much energy emotionally do you want to give to others? For example, if someone asks you an inappropriate question, maybe you're being told how you feel, which is really something that blows up in couples therapy, being told how you feel, right? Sharing inappropriate emotional information with your kids. Maybe it's even emotionally dumping on people without their permission. And a big one, not telling somebody what you need. Here are a couple more specific examples. I really need to talk some things out right now. Are you in a place to listen? I can share my feelings with you only when they've received respect or when you're giving me respect. Or my feelings being criticized makes me want to shut down and back away from you. Or I feel really embarrassed when you chastise me in front of the kids. I'm going to need you to stop doing that because that's not going to work for me. I'm sorry you're having a hard time, but I'm not in a place to listen right now. Or this conversation is making me uneasy. Can we relook at it another time? Just not right now. Those are a couple of emotional boundaries. Now, this may be in a romantic relationship. It could be in a friendship. And it can also be with a family, a mom, dad, or loved one. The sixth type of boundary is a time boundary. Very common one. This is how we protect how we spend our time. They protect us from agreeing to do things that we don't want to do. People that waste our time or maybe being overworked. Your time is valuable. And it's going to be up to you to protect it. So you got to understand your priorities and set aside time with over committing. I know this is difficult, but I know you can do this. Knowing where you want to spend your time and saying no if something intrudes on that time and removing the pressure to have to give an answer at the moment about a commitment and then having certain days during the week with their personal family and work. For an example, here's, here's a good time boundary. I reserve my evenings and after work for my family. I respond to work emails first thing tomorrow morning. 
Another one, I can't accompany you to that event this weekend. I plan with my friends. Do you have time to talk? Let's plan weekly date nights. And maybe even turning off the TV after dinner is going to give us time to talk versus just lounging and not connecting. And another one is feeling the pressure that you have to say yes. You can always say, hey, I got to check my calendar. I need to check with my partner. I need to check with my family. I need to just look. I need to get back with you on that. That's setting some time boundaries. It's really important. Number seven, expectation boundaries. High expectations might not work, right? We talk about what you expect and come to an agreement so that you're on the same page with whoever it is. In dating, for an example, they think it's casual. You think it's more. That's an expectation issue. Maybe in a relationship, they think your desire is going to match theirs, which leads to a lot of frustration and disappointment because you know it doesn't. In a friendship, you think they're going to call about weekend plans when they haven't thought about it at all. Maybe at work, you overpromise your boss or a client what you can do and end up disappointing yourself and them. A couple of other examples. Well, I don't expect we're going to get in a fight as a couple. I'd like to resolve these as maturely and quickly as possible. Or I know you need some space after this argument we got into. I'll give you that space, but we need to follow back up. Another expectation boundary is we'll both make some mistakes, but it's going to be okay because we're going to work it out. Another good one is like, what are your expectations from this relationship? Mutual respect in a relationship is a non-negotiable for me. It's kind of one of those like things on your wish list that has to have happen, like your hard boundary that you have to have in that relationship, whether it's romantic or friendship. So expectation boundaries, if you don't have these, they're going to get you in a lot of trouble and end up causing you to not get your needs met. Third, now that we already know why we struggle with boundaries, we know the seven types of boundaries, we got to identify who we need a boundary with, what type of boundary we need, and then the exact boundary that we have to create. So hearing these seven types of boundaries, which ones stuck out to you? Which ones do you know you need to work on? I want you to make a note of this. From these seven, Maybe it's all seven, just as a quick review, physical boundaries, sexual boundaries, financial boundaries, intellectual boundaries, emotional boundaries, time boundaries, expectation boundaries. Who are the people? Maybe you're one of the people. What type of boundary? And then write the exact boundary you need to create. I want you to make a list and I want you to get real logical because your anxiety and your feelings of worry are going to pop up and think, oh gosh, I can't do this. This is too much. It's overwhelming. And then you're going to, smoke's going to come out your ears and you're going to shut down and then you're going to stay stuck. But you and I are not into waiting on others. We're all about fixing ourselves first so we can see changes around this. I know you can do this, even as hard as it sounds. I know you can. How do I know this? Well, I know you and you have been through so many hard times in your life. And you're often unsure if you're even going to make it through some of those hard times. And you did because you're here with me now. And that's why I know you can do this. You've done harder and you can set these boundaries. And when you set these boundaries, you're going to be one step closer to getting your needs met. But don't forget, if you want to learn a little bit more about how to create them and how to uphold these boundaries, check out my free workshop series. I'm going to walk you through it every step of the way. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. Thanks for sticking around to me at the end. Make sure you send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook about today's episode or any topic you want me to cover. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks here. Thanks for being here and being a part of this series. 
Thanks for listening to my show. Your support means the world to me. Remember, you can always be a guest on the show to get your questions answered, or you can email me your questions on my website. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving it a review on iTunes and downloading all the episodes. You can access all the information I discussed today in the show notes at christyoverstreet.com slash podcast. Until next time.